What a time to be alive as a believer. What a time. God is working in and through us if we let him and he's invested in you and I like never before. So let the renewing continue. Let the renewing continue. This is the year of renewal. Let that renewing continue because there's something amazing in store for us. Can we appreciate God one more time? Thank you so much once again. Last week, I forgot to tell you I was doing a series. I was just so focused on my word. I forgot I was going to be back. So I was just opening it up last week. But I want to thank Pastor Misemi for the opportunity to be able to share. We're so glad Misemi is in the house today. Jesus is Lord. I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to my family always, my wife, just being such a support system for me. So let's read the scriptures today from Luke 12, 23, 29, 31, and 32. From the complete Jewish Bible, let's go. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. In other words, don't strive after what you will eat and what you will drink. Don't be anxious. Rather, seek the kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Have no fear, little flock, for your Father has resolved to give you the kingdom. Woo! Come on, the Father has resolved to give you the kingdom. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's good to see you again this wonderful Sunday for the first service. Praise looks wonderful on you. You're glowing. God has been good to you. You might not think so, but you're here. So that, that means God has been good to you. And I pray from last week. To this week, you have been desiring the more that God has in store for you. God has so much, so much. Let me just tell you, so much in store for us. And you have to desire it so as to pursue it. This has to be a personal thing for us. It has to be something that you personally want. You can't ride on the wave of the group hoping that because all of us are in it, I can see all of us are excited that I'm going to have it. No, this has to be something you are pursuing personally. But if each of us would rise up and pursue the more that God has for us, the group becomes a force that cannot be stopped. When each and every one of us takes that personal responsibility, I'm telling you, together we are a group that cannot be stopped. I loved what, how this scripture ends that we've just read. It says, God has resolved. He's resolved to give you the kingdom. Today, we are not fighting for the more. We are not struggling to convince God to give us what he has in store. There's a willingness and a resolve on God's part. God is at the highest peak of his willingness towards you. I need you to hear that. God is at the highest peak of willingness towards you. He wants to give it to you. He's opening his arms and saying, it's here. Take it. It's yours. He's not this father who wants to put you down, limit you, cause you not to have what he has in store. He's such a loving father. He's so generous. He's so generous in such a good way. He's so generous in such a big way that he's resolved to give you the kingdom. But something that is worth noting today is that the more that God has for us has to do with the kingdom he has established. You might be here thinking the more has to do with another car, my first car, has to do with more clothing. You know, this week, 
My wife came to me and told me they were rearranging the room that I put my clothes in. And they told me, you know, you have 36 pairs of shoes. I was so embarrassed. I gave out <laughs> immediately. I told someone, please come and pick. I was just so embarrassed. It's not about things. That's why God is saying, do not be consumed with things. What he's about is about the kingdom of God. And the message puts it this way. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. Not to be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. The kingdom of God compared to this earthly one is so much greater. So much greater that God is telling you not to even worry about the basics. The eating, the drinking, the clothing. Don't even be worried about those things because what I'm availing to you is much more. That's why we, knew, we need renewal for more. He wants to remove our eyes from down here. No, we're just focused on things around us. He wants to bring our focus to where he's at, at his level, at his realm. So I hope that through this year, you're responding to God's renewing. You're responding to it. Don't let this year pass you by and you are your old self. Take the opportunity God is giving us to renew us so that you can change for the better. So let there be a renewal in your heart. Let there be a renewal in your mind. Let there be a renewal in your priorities, in your values, in your relationships, in your passion, in your passion, in your purposes. Let go and let God do a new thing again. So are you interested in God's more today? Uh-uh, I can't hear you. Are you interested in God's more today? Today I want to focus on another element of the more that I began last week. The scriptures in John 15, verse 5 and 8, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. From the scriptures, we see that the life of the more is proof that we are his disciples. It's proof. The more we produce, the more we prove to be his. Remember the talents that the master left? Gave some according to what they could take. What was his expectation? More. He didn't want them to remain with the same that he gave them. And you remember that lazy one guy who decided to hide that stuff and keep it? What happened to him? Brother was thrown away. And the one who had produced the more, that one was given to him. The Bible says whoever who has more will be given. I will look at that. Whoever who has, more will be given. This work of the more is a multiplication work. It keeps growing and growing and growing. But what usually happens as we grow in the Lord, we stop producing for the king. We get satisfied with little or even worse. We get preoccupied with the one thing that God has told us not to be concerned about. The things we become those who, the Bible says, other seeds fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Those other seeds are the issues of life that we get preoccupied, that come to consume us. And instead of being fruitful in the things of God, we are choked up. Satan has not changed his strategy. Like in the garden, he convinced Adam and Eve that God was holding out. That's how he convinced them. God was holding out. God told them, don't eat just from one tree. Just one tree. 
But the garden had so many others. There was just not one tree, just one tree, including the tree of life. Think about it. They are running after this tree that they are told the day that you do it, you'll surely die. And here there's another tree of life, another trees. And that's what Satan gets us, to focus on the one, on the little. Be preoccupied with things down here. Don't focus on what God has for you. You focus on this thing. Look at what your neighbor has. Don't you want to be blessed like them? And you become like the children of Israel, like pastors telling them, we want to be like them. We want to be like them. As if them have anything to even be drawn to, attracted to. Satan hasn't changed. He fixates our attention on that one fruit we are being asked not to pay attention to. Then we settle for that one. Yet there is so much more in store for us. As disciples of Christ, more is expected. More is expected from us. So I ask you and I ask myself, am I where God wants me to be today? Am I producing what God wants me to produce? Am I gaining what God has for me to gain? So last week we looked at why the Lord is renewing us for the more. This week we are going to look at how. How God is renewing us for the more. So how is God renewing us for the more? Number one, Kathairo. Kathairo. Let me explain. Kathairo. I know some of you I think it's a Kikuyu word. It's not even Kanairo. It's Kathairo. Let me explain. John 15, 1, 2 from the message. I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. Even more. Our text is such an important text to the life of the more. Jesus spoke these words before he was going to die. And you know the things that someone says before they die become the most meaningful things. And here Jesus takes a practical illustration to express an eternal truth. That is so key to the believer's life. He is the vine. The father is the vine dresser, the farmer, who cares for the branches. And the branches are us, the focus of the vine dresser. This is because the branches are where fruit comes from. We are such great value to the farmer because we have the ability to produce. It is us who have the ability to produce. So I want to tell you, you are valuable to God. So valuable to Him. Because as a result, you are the one who is going to produce for Him. The more comes through us. Take a moment and let that sink in. That more that we are talking about, it comes through us. But apart from Him, we can do nothing. The scripture says He prunes the branches that bear fruit so they can bear more fruit. The question today isn't about bearing fruit, but more fruit. It's about the Christian who is desiring to move from enough, we sang about it too, more than enough. From nearly surviving, and how many of us have just been nearly surviving, to thriving from a half-full basket to an overflowing basket. That's what this is all about today. So kathairo, that word kathairo is the word prune in this scripture. It means to make clean by purging. 
removing undesirable elements. Do we have some undesirable elements in our lives? Through this season that we've just come through, so much has been happening to you. I don't know about you. I'll be honest, man. This has been a tough season. If you don't know about it, we were talking with the pastors. COVID is not a physical fight. It's a spiritual one. Because it has more spiritual uh, actions than physical ones. And man, we've been hit right and left. And man, there are things that we've been caught up in. Undesirable elements. And God wants to purge us. It says, eliminating what is fruitless by purifying, making unmixed. I loved that. Making unmixed. What have we mixed ourselves with that has made us unfruitful? We used to be fruitful. Then we mixed up. That's why God in the Old Testament was so adamant in telling them, do not mix with the foreigners. Don't mix with them. Because the day you do, you start following their gods and you'll abandon me. You'll stop being fruitful for me. So God wants to purify us, to cleanse us properly from filth, impurities and so on, from useless shoots. Another meaning is to thin, to reduce, to cut off. The Father comes to remove the undesirable, what's not producing, the useless shoot. He cuts it off. To remove the desirable elements is part of the renewal process. That's part of the renewal process. It's not just saying, renew me, Lord. It's coming to cut off some things in our lives. We recently, in our house, my wife had been complaining, not complaining, encouraging. <laughs> she had been encouraging me. She's not here. She's taking care so I can say. She's been encouraging me. She had been encouraging me. We need to change our seats. We need to change our seats. We need to change our seats. And then I knew Rebecca had done her seats. Anna had done the seats. So I was like, hey, you give me your guy to come. So the guy came to renew our seats. He didn't want to buy new seats. Why buy new seats and you can renew those seats? But what he had to do is remove, cut off the stuff that wasn't needed so that he could put new things so that it could be new seats. So if you see the seats right now, I wish I had a picture of the before and after. It's brand new. Looks like we bought brand new seats. But all he did was renewed it. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to come and cut off. He wants to come and remove stuff in your life and then put in some new stuff so that you can be new again. And when people look at you, they're like, what happened to you? Don't you want that testimony to, to be yours? What happened to you? I remember when I got saved just a few years, a brother came for a meeting. He didn't even know I was going to be there. Saw me. Stop Pastor Don. He didn't even know who Pastor Don was. Pastor was the closest. Pastor was like, do you know who those guys are standing in front there singing? Pastor is like, yes. Pastor and Kevin. No, do you know who those guys are? Because <laughs> in his head, he knew the old me. And the old me should not be standing anywhere singing the praises of God. But God cut a few things that he didn't know about. Made me new again. That I could jump and praise. After the service, he came and asked for me and my brother, what happened to you guys? Don't you want that to be your testimony? That after God does the renewing, something different happens. That people are like, what happened to you? 
The vine dresser's secret for more sometimes is less. God wants more from us, so he will cut off what is unnecessary and limiting our growth. Because for him, it's all about more of him and less of us. It's all about his plan, more of his plans and less of ours. It's always about more of his kingdom and less of ours. You know, I read this about grapes. And it was so interesting to me. The article said, left to itself, a grape plant will always favor new growth over more grapes. The result from a distance, luxurious growth, an impressive achievement, up close and underwhelming harvest. In fact, mature branches have to be pruned more to achieve maximum yield. If we are left alone, we are caught up in the superficial growth. Let's call it looking good on the outside, but no fruit to show for it. Faking it, you know, I used to say fake it till you make it, but this is faking it and never making it. You never make it. And so many believers, that's their story. We look so good on the outside. We come to church, we are dressed in our outfits and we lift our hands and we know Christianese, so we know the language. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Back to you. You know, we know how to look the part, but if you look closer, it's an underwhelming, fruitful, and fruitful life. Nothing to show for it. Nothing. Human beings look at the outside appearance. That's what the Bible tells us. But the Lord looks into the heart. God is interested in what is being produced in the heart. So if you want more, let God come and purify us. Let him remove what has been mixed in that is limiting your growth. Let him cut it out like a skilled surgeon who comes in and removes whatever is killing you. You can trust the Father today. That's what we sang. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. You can trust him like a specialist. Like a surgeon who comes in and tells you you have a growth in your life that is limiting you. That it's, if, you, if it's left untreated, it's going to kill you. Yet you trust that surgeon. And the only thing you know about him is that he has a kaplak. They are written surgeon. Degree of so and so. Nothing. You don't know anything about his background, anything about what he's done before. But you trust him because what he said to you is important. You're like, this guy knows what he's doing. And this is what God is telling us, church, today. That if you want to be more, I have to cut some things. I have to remove some things from you. If I leave you by yourself, you look impressive, but there will be nothing for you to show for it. And you know a day is coming that we will stand at the judgment seat. And we'll present our crowns. That's what we sang today. What crown will you have? There will be a crown of righteousness. But there will be other crowns that will be given to us of good works, things that we did for the master. And how wonderful it will be if you have so many of them and all you do is remove one after another, laying it down at his feet as you worship him and say, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Everything I've done for you, for from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. 
That's what we'll do when we stand there. You'll take your crown. You're worthy of it all. God, this is what I did for you. You're worthy of it all. Ooh. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You. Telling you for a moment heaven will be standing just to hear you. Just to see you. See what you did for the master. How precious this life was. I love what Paul says. This is what he says in his life. He says they are, lit, they are little tree. No, sorry. He says in 1 Corinthians 9, no sloppy living for me. I'm staying a lot in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out myself. I'm staying in top condition. Let's all stand in the presence of the Lord. The life of the more is such an important life for the believer because that's what God is judging us by. The fruit that we bear. Remember, the plants, the branches that don't bear any fruit. What does the Bible say? He cuts them off and he casts them out. That's what the scripture tells us. If you're not bearing any fruit for the master, you're going to be cut off. You're going to be cast out. That's not what you want. This life of the more is a matter of life and death. And I want you to desire it with all your heart. And ask the Lord today, come purge me. Come crush me. Come press me. Come, I'm yielding my life to you so that my life can produce more for you. That's how God is glorified. When we produce much fruit, the Bible says the Father is glorified. So lift your hands in the presence of the Lord as I declare this word to you. Psalms 1-3 says about the righteous. They are like trees planted by streams. They bear their fruit in season. Their leaves never wither. Everything they do succeeds. I speak that over your life today. That everything you do will succeed. That you'll be like a tree planted by the streams. That you're not going to unplant yourself and take yourself farther and farther away from where there is life. You're going to connect yourself to the vine. And you're going to allow the vine dresser to come and deal with you. So that you never wither out. You never lose fruit in your season. You're always producing, always producing, always producing. That everything that you do succeeds. I want to remind you, the purpose of a vineyard is grapes. That's the purpose of a vineyard. Your purpose is more. That's why you're here. It's for the more. So that's why we are allowing the vine dresser to come and prune us, to come and purge us, to come and purify our hearts. 
And I want to encourage you, this is a daily work. Now, I'm not talking about sin. Pruning is not about sin. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. If you're in sin, you repent. You turn away. You start bearing fruits of righteousness. I'm talking about bearing fruits. Fruits, good works. The more that God has for you. So the pruning is about removing the, the things in your life that are necessary. The things in your life that are limiting your growth. The things that are choking your life. That's what I'm talking about. This is about the believer's life. So this is a work that you can open yourself up to every day. Just invite him and say, God, what area of my life needs to be cut off? What areas of my passions need to be cut off? What areas of my cares? What areas of my values need to be cut off? What areas of my relationships do I need to cut off? Because there are certain relationships that are limiting your fruitfulness. And you need to cut those relationships out. What areas of my time do I need to cut off? So I can base my time on things that bear more for the master. Let's lift our hands. Father, I thank you today. That you're doing a new work in us. You're renewing us. That we might bear more fruit for your glory and honor. I pray for each and every one of us who is willing, who is desirous, who is seeking after your kingdom and righteousness. That you'd hear them crying out to you, make me. Make me, God. Mold me. I want to be a vessel of honor that is useful for every good work. That there's nothing limiting my growth today. And whatever areas are limiting me, Lord, I'm inviting you right now to begin to cut off, to begin to prune. I trust you. I trust you like the caring farmer you are to come and purge, to come and purify. Remove what I've mixed myself with that is limiting me from growing to the potential that I have. I seek greatness in my life. I seek more in my life. So come. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come deal with us, come help us. Let this year not pass us by, let this not season pass us by of renewal and we are left as our old self. Let something new transpire in our lives that we might shine for your glory. We might shine for your glory. In Jesus name we pray and everybody say amen. Come on, can we appreciate the Lord? Come on, can we really appreciate the Lord?